happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Birds of a Feather, the Ball State Alumni Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Myers. How do you think, like, journalism itself has changed since, like, you graduated? Well, there's been, uh, the, the internet caused a revolution, uh, no doubt about it, and it's still evolving. Um, you know, the print newspapers in this country, as you know, are struggling from an economic uh, standpoint. Newsroom staff sizes have been cut dramatically because they've lost so much of their advertising base to inter- the internet, social media. Um, there's always going to be a need for journalists. I, I don't worry about that at all. I think that the issue is going to be the platform or the format. Um, years ago, the the very first cell cell phones were just huge. They were they were heavy as a brick, and, and and now look at them now. You know, I can hold it with one hand and do anything I want with it. Well, I think the the platform that you are going to work on in your career will continue to change, and it may not be anything like what what you're using now. I, I don't think um, that the device or the platform for news in the next 25 years hasn't even been invented yet. You know, I just, I, so lots of change, lots of change. Oh yeah, the department itself does change so much. Yeah. The department and then just the journalism itself, it changes right. so much throughout generations. Yeah. Well, you know, and uh, and like I say, journalists, I think, will always uh, have ways to, to report and write stories. You know, the Washington Post has a slogan on the front page, democracy dies in darkness. And I think uh, that's just a perfect uh, motto for, for what we do in journalism. Uh, we're actually defenders of democracy because we practice the First Amendment every day. And it was written into the Constitution um, for very specific reasons to, uh, to observe and monitor uh, the actions of government. And it's our job to keep on that. There will always be a need for us to report those stories. I mean, look what's happened uh, during the Trump administration, for example, that whole uh, the the flow of information has changed dramatically. It comes at us every day like a waterfall. It's our job as journalists to you know stand under that water, keep taking notes, keep reporting those stories. It's critical that we do that. So, what have you been up to since graduation? Well, I graduated in 1972, quite a while ago. Um, <laughs> I spent 44 years in the newspaper industry, uh, always in newsrooms. Uh, I started out as a reporter, uh, did that for about the first six or seven years of my career, and then I went into editing work and spent the rest of my career as an editor. Hmm. All right, and what are you up to now? Well, I'm, I, I retired four years ago, so... Um, I'm, I live in Spokane, Washington. I've been out here for about 16 years now. And, uh, so I like to travel. I've traveled in to more than 20 countries. 
in recent years and over my career. I, uh, I do some genealogy, family research uh, from time to time. I do a lot of reading. I, uh, I'm a runner. So what got you into uh, studying genealogy? Well, you know, I think uh, I was just always kind of fascinated uh, by history of, of my family. And um, I, I think it's kind of a natural for, for a journalist to, to want to do research and find out more about their ancestors. So uh, I've not had great success, but I keep at it and uh, I enjoy doing it. Hey, I mean, if you enjoy it, it's something fun, right? Yes. Yep. And what is the most, what is like one of the most exciting stories you have from like your years of being a reporter or editor? There are probably three or four that, that come to mind. First of all, uh, I worked at the New Sentinel in Fort Wayne for, that was my first uh, reporting job. And, and then that's where also I did my first editing work. But in 1982, Fort Wayne was struck by a huge flooding uh, in the center of the city. It was the, the first flood like that in more than 100 years. And it really shut down quite a bit of the city. At the time, I was assistant managing editor um, in, the, in the newsroom. And we spent, you know, the first uh, probably 10 to 12 days doing nothing but writing about the flood, telling people, you know, how to protect themselves, where they could get help, uh, what to look for, et cetera. That was in 1982. In 1983, the staff won a Pulitzer Prize for local coverage for the flood. So uh, that, I mean, it's hard to top that, I think. Um, I, I did interview uh, President Gerald Ford on Air Force One uh, when he was campaigning in, for the Indiana primary. Uh, that would have been in 74, yeah, 1974. You know, in, in addition to working in Fort Wayne, I've worked in Washington, D.C. for two years as a reporter for a small news service. Uh, then I uh, ended up in Wichita, Kansas, uh, where I worked as an editor for 13 years. And in 1995, uh, the Oklahoma City Federal Courthouse uh, was bombed, and there were 168 people killed in that explosion. We were uh, about 150 miles from uh, Oklahoma City. So we had, within an hour, we had a helicopter in the air with a photographer and a reporter. And then over the next several days, we sent down more reporters and editors. And I was in charge of that coverage. Uh, worked nonstop stop for several days. It was a very tragic story, but certainly one of the most dramatic in American history, and certainly my career. And then uh, in 2001, uh, I was working for the newspaper in Binghamton, New York, which is upstate New York. Uh, we're about 160 miles from New York City. And of course, uh, September 11, 2001 was the Twin Towers uh, disaster. And so once again, my newspaper, like a lot of newspapers in the region, of course, and across the world, 
focused a lot on, on a coverage of that. We never sent any of our staff down to New York City because we couldn't get in. Uh, it, it, everything had been cut off. So, but we had um, a local victim living in the Binghamton area who died in one of the towers. Uh, so again, that was you know another story um, that dominated uh, certainly our newsroom, and and I was fully engaged in coverage of that. So I, 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 those are probably the, the top stories that I can recall. What was it like, um, just like talking to President, former President Ford? Well, uh, I mean, it was uh, for me, it was a once in a lifetime experience. Uh, as I said, he was uh, campaigning um, for his first elected term. Uh, he lost to Jimmy Carter, but. Um, I, I flew to Andrews Air Force Base in, uh, in the DC area. Uh, this had all been arranged ahead of time uh, by my editor. And, and so then uh, once I got to Andrews, I was told where to go to get with the White House press corps to go on the flight from DC to uh, Fort Wayne. So, uh, you know, the flight went fine. I was, you know, back where they, where they keep um, all the media. Uh, and I was getting a little nervous because I had been promised that I would get some time with the president. And we were within about a half an hour of landing. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is, this is not going to happen. Well, they finally came. And, and we, uh, a photographer, photographer for the New Sentinel had accompanied me. And uh, so finally, one of the, the uh, press office people came back to me and said, okay, uh, now's your time. So they took me to the cabin where the president was sitting at this desk and I sat down and I, I only got about 10, 10 minutes with him. So I had asked him about a couple, a, a couple of questions about events that were happening in Indiana he had a connection to. And that was pretty much it, you know. And then we landed at Bear Field in Fort Wayne. And uh, then uh, there was a motorcade took him to the Memorial Coliseum uh, where he was going to give this uh, speech. And, of course, then I went with all the other reporters uh, to the event, covered him. And, and, uh, and, then, and so... Uh, this, I'm trying to remember, I think this was on a Sunday afternoon. The New Sentinel was an afternoon newspaper, so uh, I, I didn't have a scoop because, you know, the morning, the Journal Gazette, they were able to, they had all the coverage in the morning newspaper. So my story appeared in the afternoon paper, and it was on the front page, and, you know, it was, um, I was very fortunate to have that opportunity. Do you have like any stories from like back whenever you went here? Oh, at Ball State? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm a huge uh, proponent of working for the Daily News. Uh, I was uh, editor my junior year of the Daily News. And like a lot of other journalism students, I lived at the Daily News office. I, I started out working in sports as a freshman. The Daily News and Phoenix and, and all the other student publications and uh, electronic programs, 
those are just terrific opportunities to begin practicing your craft. And I, I've talked to a number of college classes uh, on campuses around the country. And one of the things I always say is, if there's a campus newspaper, go work for it. You have to do that. And, you know, for a lot of college students, that's the first time they actually get something published and, and then can show potential employees if they're look, or employers if they're looking for an internship or a job after graduation. Um, so, you know, I, I'm a huge supporter of an independent college press. And I have to say, uh, Ball State's uh, history of independence is truly a remarkable story. I'm very proud of, of that, and it lingers through today. Do you have like, any advice for current students or like even recent graduates about the industry or just in general? Sure. Yeah, I, I think, uh, number one, um, be open to challenges and embrace them. I think the uh, students and, and new grads uh, have tremendous uh, opportunities ahead of them. And you can't be afraid. You gotta, you know, you gotta get out of your comfort zone, um, do the story or take the photo or record the interviews that need to be done. Uh, and, you know, there's a first time for every kind of story that, that you're gonna do as, as a journalist. And uh, eventually uh, you'll build self-confidence, you'll know how to handle tough interviews uh, and, and tough stories, but just, just dive in. And if an editor or a director says, hey, Caitlin, I need you to do this story, you say, how soon do you need it? You gotta be a yes person. Your first job after college won't be your last job. You're likely going to have half a dozen to 10 different jobs in your career. Embrace the variety. I always uh, encourage students and new grads, be a lifetime learner. Uh, you, you should be learning something every day. I, you know, I'm retired now, but I'm still a news hound. Um, I subscribe to the Washington Post and the New York Times online uh, editions. Uh, I follow my local newspaper online and in print. And, uh, you know, I read 35 to 40 books a year. Now that might be a little more than, than a college student has time for, but after college, you gotta keep learning. You, you know, you, you have to, keep teaching yourself uh, and, and learning more and, and follow current events. You know, if, you, if you're not following current events and don't like to, um, better find something else because <laughs> the news is so, you know, and that we're all about the news. Thank you for joining us and make sure to tune in next Monday for an all new episode of Birds of a Feather.